0: Hello Trash Crusaders, and welcome to episode 23 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come, wait for it together you are hearing a different voice at the top of this episode because cayman doherty the dumpster boy is being a different kind of dumpster boy on his honeymoon so it is i the one who shows up just often enough to make you miss me your guide through trash cinema and your substitute dumpster boy for this episode jeremiah hobbs and on today's episode We are jumping right into Ja Rule's oversized jeans to explore the 2001 cinematic masterpiece, The Fast and the Furious. Before we get started, we have to introduce you to a couple of folks that are near and dear to my heart and yours. Let me introduce you to the man who just lives to be a number two, (laughs) Patrick Schweigert.
1: That's me. Honestly, I. I've been trying so hard to get on this podcast, and I thought, came and going out on his honeymoon, I'd finally get to host it. But here you are hosting it. So
0: I took Um, over. Yeah. I apologize. Listen, well, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. And our special guest on today's show is a first time crusader through the trash who only gets out of bed to get back into bed with Dominic Toretto, Catherine Kiki Schweigert.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks so much for having me. This is a real treat.
1: This is a, a moment I would say 21 years in the making, Kiki. Oh, how do we how how do we feel now that you're finally getting a, you know, a, a, a place to speak your heart about this franchise? A platform. That's the word I was looking for that I couldn't find.
2: I, it, this is such a gift. Thank you for. Good. I was right. under the
0: impression that this is the first time that you two have spoken since the Fast and Furious came
1: out in 2001. Is that right?
2: This is our first time talking in 21 years. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. I I, I Great felt to see you. Yeah. I, you know, I've been dealing with growing up without a sister for 21 years, but we're back.
2: Well, you had right? another one. No, I didn't. Where was she?
1: (laughs) She's also been absent for other
2: reasons.
0: Exploitation, exploration, (laughs) and stippling rivalry coming together. Before we jump in, some quick housekeeping. We would love it if you rated and reviewed this podcast on your app of choice. Don't forget you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at SaveTrashCinema at gmail.com. Or you can DM us. Uh, as uh, that's something that I've heard um, from young people. Uh, And you can do that on Twitter or on Instagram (laughs) at Save Trash Cinema. Make sure to check out last week's episode of Trash or Past, where uh, Patrick and Gray Thompson and I came up with a few fake movies and Patrick stole my, uh, my win right out from under me. We will be continuing to release mini crossover episodes, interviews, and game shows periodically. So keep your eyes peeled for an, some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Patrick,
1: tell us a little bit about The Fast and the Furious. It would be my distinct pleasure, Jeremiah. Thank you. A little overview for the folks at home. The Fast and the Furious is a 2001 action film directed by Rob Cohen and written by Gary Scott Thompson. Who? who? who might rem- Gary Scott Thompson. Who you might remember wrote Split Second starring Rucker Hauer that we covered uh, on the show uh, well, probably like what, what, a month ago, two months ago? Uh, Nutger Hauer, I'm sorry. N- you're right, Nutger Hauer. Uh, David Ayer and Eric Bergfist. Rob Cohen is the, uh, a director-producer mostly known for this movie, Triple X, and apparently Dragonheart. Did we know that he directed Dragonheart? Didn't I have no idea. Rap?
2: what even is Dragonheart?
1: wow interesting interesting tell that to our mother (laughs) she will be very upset uh we've already talked enough about gary scott thompson on this show but you probably know david ayer from a little indie film called training day king kong
0: ain't got shit on me
1: end of watch harsh times this man really loves a toxic masculine cop drama apparently uh based (laughs) on his everything that he's written Uh, And then Eric Berkvist, on the other hand, didn't seem to ever write again after this. This is like the one thing he ever wrote, which if
2: that's a a perfect career.
1: Correct. Exactly. Uh, The story goes as such. Dominic Toretto is the king of the street racing scene in L.A. with a crew around him. That's basically his familia. He brings a newcomer to the racing scene, Brian, under his wing and reluctantly into his crew. What they don't know about Brian is that he's an LAPD officer undercover investigating a series of truck hijackings. If that didn't make sense for some reason, it's Point Break, but with cars. Mm-hmm. which I just put those two things together. Like when I was watching it this time, are you kidding me? I've seen this movie legitimately like 12 times in my life. And it just never clicked in my brain that this is point break. Mm-hmm.
0: Historically.
1: That was, uh,
0: that mm-hmm. was the pitch that was yeah. like Paul Walker's pitch to the studio
1: was point unbelievable break, but with cars. Yeah. But it makes sense why I love this movie so much. Um, mm-hmm. Film stars, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, and Jordana Brewster, among a lot of other names. And I think we know all of these people without having to list the credits that they have on their resume. Uh, I am Groot. Yes, Vin Diesel is known as being Groot. uh, In Catherine's favorite film franchise, the MCU. The film runs an hour and 46 minutes and has a criminally low Rotten Tomato score of 53%. It can currently be streamed on Peacock, but the box set of the first eight movies is like 30 bucks on Amazon. So I would recommend doing that because you get
0: digital versions All you got to do is win win a couple weeks of fantasy football and you are back in. And with that (laughs) overview out of the way, (laughs) let's take some time to discuss some initial thoughts. Now, normally our initial thoughts come into these um, shit movies that came in picks for us. uh, And it is our first time seeing it. So this is going to be different for us because uh, we have seen this movie 800 times. But uh, Kiki... Tell me your uh, your initial thoughts, if you can remember them, about the Fast and the Furious before you saw it.
2: So, um, okay, so I did. I have seen all of them, minus the last one that came out during COVID, and Hobbs and Shaw because I refused to acknowledge it. How dare um, you! Oh, I so, so I've seen all of them in the cinema. Um, and so, what what I was most excited about going into it was I had. The year prior, I've been super obsessed with Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And so I was like, 60 seconds, they're taking it down to 10 seconds in this yeah. one. So it's, you know, this is mm-hmm. the stakes are even higher. Yeah. Six times and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, that's all I needed was to know that there would be cars racing, good looking people, yep. shitty dialogue. Hmm uh amazing soundtrack oh which I've got on vinyl. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Um yeah. I have props. Um I guess it's great. So. Props <laughs> are
0: great for uh for audio formats, <laughs> yeah. by the way.
2: <laughs> I I think you Famously, bought
0: me
1: yes. that vinyl also. I think I have that vinyl in my living room. That was a gift. I'm
2: disappointed you didn't show it up when I did. I, I could so. I could go get it
1: right now. It's <laughs> 10 feet away.
2: Um so so yeah so all that to say I was extremely excited to see it, and it hundred percent lived up to expectations. Like, totally blew away the Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie um, vehicle. Gone in sixty seconds. I yeah. like, I've completely like erased that from my brain because yeah. it's,
1: forget it's about it, Co. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Thank I you. I have. Yeah.
1: It's funny that you bring up Gone in sixty seconds uh, because a little trivia that I was going to talk about later. Uh, Timothy Olyphant, who I love. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of big fan of mm-hmm. him and mm-hmm. his work and his body of work. He was his actually body. offered the role. <laughs> <laughs> he was offered the role of Dominic Toretto, but turned it down because he had just been and gone in 60 seconds.
0: Wow.
1: And he didn't want his career to become like just car movies, which huge what a mistake. different
0: movie. Yeah. But
1: also, yeah, I say huge mistake, but I don't know that this franchise would have taken off with him in the helm, even though I love him, but would have been too. So it was going to be Paul Walker and Timothy Oliphant. I mean, let's actually uh, let's just jump right into this because we're talking about it. There were a lot of almosts with this movie that are kind of insane. And then I'll give my initial thoughts, and you can give yours too, Jeremiah. Okay. Great. Uh, the when Rob Cohen originally envisioned this movie and cast it in his head, he cast Mario Lopez as Dom, Mark Robin Paul Williams, Mark Paul Gosselar as Brian. Oh, this is not a joke. I swear to God. Wow. And then this part, I'm not sure if this is real, but Dustin Diamond is Jesse, and the studios said no that you, that's just it, this would no confuse way. audiences because that's a Save by the Bell reboot, and so right. that obviously was shut down. I don't know that that is like factual, but I saw it on multiple places on the internet. So yeah.
2: So what kind of due diligence did you do here? Did you reach I, out to anyone? I didn't, to I didn't
1: reach out to MovieLists.com okay. uh, for. <laughs> confirmation
0: comment yeah
1: uh but i did see it in multiple places i also saw in multiple places that mia uh dom's sister who was played by jordana brewster was written for eliza dushku but she said no i don't want to i mean i can see that yeah Yeah, i can see that 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 for sure that one i buy and then when she said no sarah michelle gellar jessica biel kirsten dunst and natalie portman were some big names that auditioned which Hmm. i don't think any of them would fit i think as, as, as jordana brewster perfect for the role
0: can I give you my impression of Mario Lopez as Dominic Toretto? Yes,
1: I would love I would
2: that. Love that. Actually. But yeah.
0: <clears throat> I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's Is it. Good. That's, it's a little John Travolta, like early <laughs> John Travolta, but
1: I, I, they, they got some similar energies. Yeah. And then the, the almosts for Brian were Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, and apparently Eminem we all considered for the role of Brian. And, I would have loved Eminem in that part. And actually. Paul Walker ultimately uh, got the role, but you, you imagine,
2: imagine if, what kind of extreme body modification would Christian Bale have gone through to God. play this role? Like. Uh. I just need to know how he would have prepared for it.
0: Well, this That's, was still like early Christian Bale. This was like right after true. Newsies, you know. Yeah, this
2: was just... after American Psycho. So. Yeah. So he was already
1: yeah, in true. incredible shape.
2: Right.
0: <laughs>
1: Doing a honey almond scrub every morning because it has little mm-hmm. you no know, alcohol, so so it's mm-hmm, not to dry mm-hmm. the skin. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy was in perfect condition already. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Hey,
0: um, initial
1: thoughts, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie, I think. I would be remiss if I didn't say that the whole reason I'm obsessed with this franchise is because of Kiki, who is on this podcast. Um, I don't think I saw Aww. the first one in theaters. That's so sweet. Because I, th- I was so 10 at the time. Mm. And I don't remember seeing this in theaters, but I do remember seeing Too Fast, Too Furious. And I th- and I think every other movie in theaters um, including Hobbs and Shaw, which you and I saw together in New York city, uh, two weeks before the
0: movie started. Yeah. I I think we saw like a, uh,
1: preview, like a pre pre screening. Um, and F nine, I saw, well, and we'll get there in years when we finally get to Mm -hmm, F nine, but I saw 4th of July night, only one in the theater. I could hear the fireworks going off outside the theater. Truly a magical moment.
2: Transcendent.
1: Yeah um but i i mean as a 10 12 14 year old like when these movies were coming out like th- this was in my mind made for me like it was like the perfect as cuz at that time i've always been big into video games but there was a franchise called Need for Speed Underground at the time which was you get a car you race it you build it you modify it you get the neon lights underneath like mm. they have in the movies so like that game was like the fast and furious as a game mm. so i I remember really being really excited about this franchise and my sister loved it. So like that, and she like as a 10, 12, 14 year old, like my hero. So of course, if she loves it, I'm going to love it because I want to mm-hmm. be cool in my sister's eyes. That's so cute. Uh, Gross. Little yeah, did I know so that I would, I would, I would like legitimately become obsessed with it to an unhealthy degree. Uh, <laughs> later in life. Like I am right now <laughs> so much so that I'm forcing Cayman to let us do this and too fast to furious at the very Are
0: least. You- I podcast. heard that you found a woman who would pretend to marry Cayman so that we could do this podcast. Is that true? Yeah, oh my I, so I might.
1: My, my credit card but... is about maxed out, paying Sid uh, for this. So I'm hoping that we can at least get a couple of these out before I need to
2: mm-hmm. fire. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's Jeremiah. Just what about you, and...
1: though? Do you remember your initial thoughts of this movie franchise?
0: I will tell you, um, as a pastor's kid and a 13-year-old, there's no way I saw this movie in theaters (laughs) uh, either. But um, the cool thing about being 13, 14 and going to friends' houses who have DVD players, right, is that we get to watch these movies. And so – I I know that I watched it in high school at like a, a friend's party, something. And I was just um, kind of blown away. This was like the exact type of movie that I wanted to watch at this time. I don't know if you know other um, trash cinema masterpieces like Grind, the skateboarding mm. movie. <laughs> um, it was just movies that had uh, that had like Limp Biscuit. Uh, or Linkin Park as a mm-hmm. song somewhere in the song yeah. uh, or in the movie. Um, this was what I wanted to to be a part of. So um, I think that flipped right at uh, right at School of Rock. That was when my tastes became just way more highbrow into the Jack Black comedy <laughs> sphere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was I mean, you know, at 13, 10, 13, however old we were like this is this was our movie. Our parents were not going to watch this movie my parents still have never watched any of these movies, um, even after they became superheroes, which my mom loves superheroes. So, um, yeah, I, I, this is a, this is a staple. So I'm excited to talk about it with y'all. Well let's, well,
1: let's dive right in to the plot of The Fast and the Furious. This is what
2: I'm going to bring up. Fantastic. Brian.
1: Another, yep.
0: More props just for the listener. Mm-hmm. That's Brian mm-hmm. um, on a stick.
1: Uh, uh, that I'm sticking you down down into your perk. bra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, that's cool. kind of where Just he's going to rest sure. for now. Yeah. So. Which I mean, where that's should. where he was born yeah. to rest. Um mm-hmm. Also, Catherine, um, I, and I'm going to cut this tiny bit out. Um Remind me to uh, your pictures from Halloween. I probably have some myself, but I want to, when we post like the socials, I want to include that. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, since, since this is audio only, we can't like show the pictures.
2: Sure. Do so, you, but... You said you have some.
1: I, th- I should. I'll text you if I need more.
2: Okay.
0: This is, again, all just good potting material. We should mm-hmm. keep it yeah. in.
2: Yeah, leave it in. Leave yeah. it. In. I, that's that's the only reason why I've ever wanted to be on a podcast. So I could, there could be a mistake or something, and then I leave could, it. Out. Leave it in.
0: Great. Leave it in. Yeah. It's in. We did it. Okay. <laughs> Guess what, Kiki?
2: <laughs> what?
0: It's two thousand one. Mm-hmm. And there's a big-ass shipment of DVD players going out for an overnight haul. These things are going off the shelves at like 350 a pop, I'm sure. And we probably got a thousand of them in this truck, bro, and it is time for a coked- out drive through beautiful Southern California. But uh-oh, here comes some heathen, fast-driving kids in their low-to-the-ground cars, and they have some big-ass wires that they are shooting into the truck. Uh, fortunately, Patrick Kiki, these truckers are prepared uh, in a way that I've never seen truckers be prepared before. <laughs> this seems to happen to them all the time. So this dude is ripping the wires out. He's cursing. He's keeping the lane. Unfortunately, these punks seem to win, and those DVDs do not belong to them anymore. Now, a couple things. Working in an uh, auto shipping industry for a little while, as I have, mm-hmm. um, these truck drivers do not own the shit that they are carrying. Mm-hmm. And the minute that somebody comes out with one of those big-ass rods to shoot into the truck, they are pulling over kindly and opening the doors uh, mm-hmm. to let whoever wants what's in their habit, right? I mean,
1: respectfully, you didn't work in that industry in 2001. Maybe this movie changed that. Maybe this was the movie that changed the auto shipping industry. Yeah, you're right.
2: I just... I'm really grateful that you're here with this perspective. Yeah. I Thank you. I didn't realize that you were... In that industry, that's really nice.
0: I took phone calls. Yes, I. Um,
2: mm-hmm. um, he was big also, on the phones. <laughs>
0: also, uh, this was peak blockbuster time. Were you guys blockbuster heads? Were you? Did you go to blockbuster we on a week basis? Yeah. We were blockheads.
1: We also we we also provide uh, provided um, resided in Hollywood video. There was a Hollywood mm-hmm. video just down the street from you resided house. in a Hollywood video. Yep. Basically. Wow. I mean, it was, it was half a mile from our house. So we would, we lived
0: there. What's that movie about the girl living in the Walmart? Was that, that was you guys in Hollywood
1: video. Yeah. We sold our really? life rights for that movie. That's cool. Um, but like, what an, what an iconic opening to this movie. I, when I, when I tell you, Every time I drive by an eighteen wheeler, I think about driving underneath it. It's because of this moment. this <laughs> movie.
2: Wait, when did Netflix start?
1: Great question. Are How we?
2: Are, are is that the point? Also, where we're kind of on the precipice of moving away from video stores. Netflix to, is like
0: a oh six oh seven. Thing. Okay, okay, so
2: we're still well, a little early. A, it's according to
1: according to Google, the the company was founded in nineteen ninety seven, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it had cachet in the market
2: mm-hmm. until.
1: Right. So, their mailing, their mail based business was 97 to 06, and then streaming was 06. Streaming started in 06. Okay. So, they were mailing the DVDs
2: all through high school. Yeah. I
1: would, I would assume four years in, they're they're starting to pick up traction.
2: Yeah. We probably
1: haven't, you know, because we were also a big Netflix family, Netflix Mm -hmm. mailing family. We probably weren't getting like disc one of season two of The Sopranos yet on Netflix. Right. But, 2001 2002 i got a job at
0: chick-fil-a and every friday uh on payday i went to blockbuster and bought the Mm -hmm. four or five for 20 used dvds Mm -hmm. uh, which is why i have just sleeves of dvds that i have to carry around with me now uh every time we move um listen i like to think it's the next morning or like the next early afternoon, everybody's still a little coked up, uh, mm-hmm. a little amped, and then here comes blonde-haired Jesus Paul Walker into an auto body shop slash sandwich shop? cafe. It's the it's the mm-hmm.
1: uh, Toretto cafe.
0: I see. So he comes in to order tuna sandwiches with the little crust taken off, like a little baby bitch. Oh, and he seems. Excuse you. What's Excuse he seems? That's,
1: that's an iconic order. <laughs>
2: Yeah, tuna on white no crust. You gotta say it like that, all one word.
0: Yeah, tuna on white no crust. Yep, that's good. He seems like he wants to meet uh, with the leader of this shop, uh, bald, beautiful Dominic Toretto. But he's also just happy to flirt with Mia and eat what I assume is just whatever tuna someone else keeps bringing in and like leaving. I I, part of me feels like this is not a sandwich on the menu. And like Jesse brings in a tuna sandwich every day. And Mia just cuts mm. the crust off of Jesse's sandwich and gives it to Brian. It's
2: is not that... a bad idea. Okay. It's not cool. a bad
1: idea. I also love that in this scene, we start. So this is the, probably the first time I've watched this movie with subtitles. And I noticed when he's sitting down, a song called Watch Your Back is playing in the background. Which when, you know, when we get to the scene we're about to talk about, cut like we get to that point. The lyrics start popping in. But I was like, oh, wow, what a little... What a little foreshadowing here! Oh, the subtitles.
2: Mm, yeah. Um, also, there was the uh, you know that kind of sepia like uh, look to the mm-hmm. the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is usually reserved for whenever a movie is supposedly taking place outside of the United States in the global mm-hmm. south. <laughs> yep. Um, but it was used here. I find that an interesting choice.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's like a that's a, a,
1: a Soko staple isn't it um so i wonder to pull a little trivia in here to weave it in i wonder if the reason that they come right out of the gate with that tone with that color with that look is because the original plot or the original setting of this movie was new york city
2: oh that's right yeah because
1: the this whole movie the whole idea of the movie rob cohen director Uh, read a piece in Vibe by Kenneth Lee called Racer X about the drag racing scene in New York City. So he wrote this movie to be set in New York City and then when they brought in David Ayer to do rewrites to the script, he was like this story is too white. It's too suburban. Let's take it to LA. Let's diversify it. So maybe that's cool. That's their way of diversifying it is by giving it that tone, perhaps. There you go.
0: Well, one of our villains Vince, who's right about everything doesn't love how often this clown keeps coming into an auto body shop to eat tuna sandwiches. And he uh, tries to fight him. Again, I'm assuming because of the coke hangover. Uh, also, uh, the the dude has his finger on the pulse the entire movie. Like, he knows that this guy is bad news from the minute he walks in. I, I feel like hashtag Vince was right. Um, I mean, that's a,
1: that's, based on some of the lines he uses in this scene, it's a little dangerous to say hashtag Vince was right
0: sure good point yeah yeah
1: yeah but he was right about brian right
0: sure. about brian vince was right
1: also first i think is this is the first brian <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong i think this is the first of two si- two times we see him in his mesh tank top is this mm-hmm. the, the first of the two meshes or do we get the first this is of the two meshes later
0: oh this is no, one of the mesh. meshes yeah, yeah, yeah which, for sure.
1: what a look when does I the last like chain top come back, is my question.
0: I would love to have a, a Fast and Furious one and a half, like the Lion King had Timon and Pumbaa, but we just follow Vince around through the entirety of this plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. We only see what Vince mm-hmm. is doing through sure. the entirety. After almost losing his job for fighting with Dom's friends, because boys are the worst, Paul Walker's Brian steals Nos from the shop he works in so that he can go race Dom... In the quarter mile, my friends.
1: There's also one thing I, I forgot to bring up.
0: Oh, did we? God, did we miss it?
1: We didn't miss it. It just so in that scene, Vince starts fighting Brian. Dom comes out. They're like, "Dom, you got to go break this up." And we get that like really like cool shot of him like yeah, out, slow like, motion, uh-huh. space. yeah. Yep. Um, and he grabs. He like does the. He separates him with his arms, and Brian's like, "Dude, you got my face," and Dom's like, "I'm in your face." And then he says the iconic line to Vince:
2: "You embarrass me,"
1: which is great. "You embarrass me," and that he has that like a great little shot there of him like, oh, it's so good.
2: I well, cannot yeah. imagine anything worse than embarrassing Dominic Toretto. Oh my
0: mm-hmm. god, that yeah, it's worse than embarrassing your parents for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so
2: too. Yeah, it's something to sit with.
0: I kind of love embarrassing my parents. He meets <laughs> Hector, which. Can we talk about Hector for a second? This dude, if you look at his IMDb, one, he's got like 243 credits mm-hmm. on his IMDb. Also, he has played the role of Hector over 30 no. times.
2: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, he he says he gets cast a lot as uh as like drug dealers and and gang members and so and he often Hector. is cast as Hector.
1: Yeah, this um I've seen this man in movies, I feel like 243 times and he always mm-hmm. plays the same part, which like, I'm sure he, I'm sure he likes the money, but I'm sure it's very disheartening for him to only be looked at as this guy, his whole career.
0: I, I'm sure he cries about it in his, uh, in his California Hills home. Um, he meets Hector and Ja Rule. Finally. And we get to race Dom. And the reason this movie turned itself into a franchise uh, with 10 movies and superheroes and Charlize Theron is the following
1: monologue. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. You mentioned Ja Rule. I forgot in watching this movie that Ja Rule's Edwin only talks in the third person, apparently, in this movie. (laughs) uh and we also get uh his line it's not how you stand by your car it's how you race your car that's
0: right which is how many
1: how many times did they have to say cut and and do it again please because he kept
0: referring to himself as ja rule yeah i mean this
1: this scene there's so many incredible lines because we also get michelle rodriguez's i smell skanks why don't you girls just pack it up before i leave tread marks on your face (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get up before I leave Peace. trademarks on your face. She gets
0: like four lines in this movie. It's kind of unbelievable and for one her to be like that. the second lead. Yeah. 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 Uh so finally, Dom Dom beats Brian. It, it's closer than Dom wants it to be. You can see it in his eyes, but they get to the end of the race, and Brian says the iconic line: Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> At which point. Dominic Toretto says, What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you.
1: <laughs> you almost had me?
2: You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. Almost nice
1: had me? Now, me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block. And
2: replace the piston rings you fried. Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, yeah. winning's winning.
0: Granny's shifting, not double clutching like you should. What does that even mean,
2: Granny? Do
1: shifting. Di- does anybody You're know what granny is shifting is? So Sunday afternoon, like you should.
2: <laughs> um. I would imagine it has more to do with the double clutching part mm. um which I don't know because I don't race cars.
0: Sure. have you never seen a granny drive a uh drive a car Toyota that's Supra? not automatic
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I haven't actually um, yeah i I think we should I don't know maybe like spin off dive into some of the language used in sure. some of these movies. Like um, there's just these idiomatic expressions that I don't know the origin of that would be really interesting to dig into. Yeah, do you think
1: Dr. Rock Ooh. would know what double clutching is if we called him right now? Live Who? on the pod. Dr. Rock, our father.
2: Oh, <laughs> no.
1: Okay.
0: To be fair, what? I thought you said Doc Ock as well. Yeah, so. I thought so. <laughs> I don't know th- Doc Ock definitely knows what Granny Shifted not double clutching like you should means. I'm
2: gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like look real quick while you're going.
0: Please. The cops come in. Everyone bolts, including all of Dom's friends, and Dom almost gets busted, but Brian finds him just in time, and they escape the cops. They don't, however, escape Johnny Tran and his crew when they end up on the wrong side of town. They shoot out Brian's ride and leave. NOS! They have to run and jump because the car is destroyed by the NOS. And I always love when real badasses in movies uh, like this, like our two badass leads, just immediately and easily get their asses handed to them by people way cooler than them. Like, Mm -hmm. you realize suddenly that this movie is not about the coolest people in, like, the story. It's just about these two kind of Dummies uh, driving around in cars. Johnny Tran's got his shit together.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: I I think it it grounds them. It it makes me, the audience member, feel like maybe I, maybe I could be as cool as Dom because he's not the coolest one.
0: I've walked 15 miles because I ran out of gas. Yeah, maybe I'm Dominic
1: Toretto. Also, do we do we remember in the early 2000s? We never actually. They never say what kind of group Johnny Tran is in, but it's like the a lot of the imagery seems like they're kind of strongly hinting like a triad situation mm. which I feel like in that time the quote unquote triads were like the big like the biggest villain in cinema Agree
2: well, yeah, this
0: was this was definitely like a an offshoot of the group in
1: rush hour right okay,
2: that's what I would, yeah
1: yeah like yeah we had rush hour we had this I'm sure there are other movies I just can't think of right now off my, the top of my head but I feel like Airbud, <laughs> Airbud, yep, yeah, great call. I just feel like there was a trend of villainizing people of that culture in movies around this time, um, and I—I I don't know, I it's just something I noticed. I—I I just, I just wanted to explore. There's a,
2: okay, there's a lot there, but I also want—is it almost? Too and much? How do you
1: feel about it there's now? Too much. there. I was
0: gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. There's, do too, you, there's too much. We dive I in? Don't
2: know that we are. Um, well versed enough in that kind of sociology that we can speak to it with any um, real authority. Sure. However, what I can speak to is Airbud, and I'd like to circle back <laughs> to that because. Please. Yeah. Do you imagine Airbud in a Fast and Furious?
1: I can, and I have uh, crossover. Who says, like,
2: who says a dog can't drive a car? Who says a dog can't not granny shift, double clutch?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're probably better at Granny Ships and
2: not that. They, they probably are, yeah.
1: Place. I almost guarantee you that Wishbone had an episode where he drag raced. So I, Air, if, if Wishbone could do it, Airbud can do it. The
0: fast and the pious. They mm-hmm. hoof it back to Dom's place where Dom has a problem with everybody there. That was disgusting. Uh, they're said. all just chilling, drinking. <laughs> everybody's making out with each other. Vince is playing guitar, real cool. No one went looking for Dom. He takes Vince's beer and he gives it to Brian, which would never happen it's disgusting. Uh, in today's world. Uh, Brian gives the old shirt sleeve and takes a swig. And then Dom goes to bed with his girlfriend, Letty, who, again, has like four lines in this movie. Says, come, come upstairs and give me a massage. Come upstairs <laughs> and give me a massage. That's a great line. Great line.
2: Real quick though, Patrick, Yes. you're a video game person. You've said this already. Mm -hmm. What game do you think she was playing? You know, when she's on the floor?
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know know. in the part where they're lining up to race, to drag race uh, that we've already passed, the guy that is not Ja Rule, Brian or Dom is playing Gran Turismo in his car.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, okay.
1: So I'm not totally sure what game is being played, but I do know... That the movie that's being watched on the other TV is another movie that Rob Cohen directed, whose name I'm forgetting right now, but it's called like The Last Dragon or something. It's not Dragon Heart, it's a different mm, movie with dragons. Okay. That's so, funny. But I, I mm-hmm. think it was a, was it a game with cars in it? Do you remember? You don't remember? Wait, he because, put a
0: movie that he directed on the into the background of a movie that he directed. He did, yeah. That wow, yeah, I, didn't,
1: I didn't include that in the actual trivia. I
0: just that's remember that. That's great. Yeah. The next morning. On his way to work, Brian gets arrested. Nope. He's been a cop the whole time. Those cuffs are tight. This didn't feel like as much of a surprise when I first watched it. But for some reason, when I watched it this time, I was like, man, it took a really long time to get to this point. Like uh, they waited a long time to show that he was a cop.
1: Yeah. I don't remember if in the first time I watched this, if I knew that he was a cop or if that was a reveal for me, but I'd like to believe that was a reveal and that it completely changed my perspective. Entirely, sure I also we also get uh, a, a, I think some some good character building here for Dom in the line from the detective um, when he describes Don as having Nos in his blood and a gas tank for a brain, which like if Ooh. that doesn't describe Don, I know,
2: I know,
1: spot on by that mm-hmm. detective.
0: Yeah, good line. And was that uh, was that the detective who was also the naked guy in Silence of the Lambs, or was that the other guy? Okay, oh, got I'm it. pretty sure yep. that's him. The cops are looking into Dom and his crew as possibly being criminals. Uh-oh. But they don't love how Brian's been handling the investigation. It's at this point that I realize I, I would also love to be a Southern California cop because there's not a ton of accountability. They, they're like, <laughs> okay, they're like, we don't like it. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it. And they're like, fine. And
1: mm-hmm. then he leaves and he goes and does his thing. I mean, if, if accountability is something that you look for in a job, or that you don't look for in a job whatever that phrase would be Then this. I mean, I think any police officer Mm -hmm. is what you want to be. I think. Sure.
0: He goes back to talk to Dom about getting a 10 second car and he has dinner and a movie with the crew. He hits it off with Mia while they're washing dishes, who uh, gives a stone cold moment of wild confidence. When Vince comes in and asks, uh, she asks about the restaurant that he's always wanted to take her to since they were like in third grade. And he tells her, and she turns around to Brian and says, Cool, you can take me
1: there. Uh, Friday at 10 p.m., which, excuse me, there has never been a time in my life where I would have agreed to a date at 10 p.m.
0: Well, you got, you, you found your, your person early. The desperation kicks in about I mean, 24, 25.
2: Well, I and I mean, you don't exist in that world of racing. I You're think right. it's a different, yeah. different time. Scale.
0: You're not as hardcore.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I guess, I guess what this is saying about me is that I couldn't exist in the racing scene. Ten. P- this not. this
0: is a dinner before they go and start racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Patrick, are you Friday
2: telling night, me that uh, you never would race on Barrett Parkway on the weekends? Well, I mean, I
1: have a couple times on Barrett Parkway. Man, remember when that, that was just like the spot?
2: That didn't start before 10. Yeah, I
1: guess not.
0: Just so you know, um, as somebody with like extreme anger issues in my life that I've had to deal with it would be at this point if I was Vince that the movie would end cuz I would murder everybody in the room
2: mm-hmm.
0: you like, as, oh, as yeah, someone no with extreme no. anger issues yes yeah yeah I and understand. Vince okay. also seems to have uh, some I
2: think so. pretty I think
0: unresolved so. anger issues himself sure. so yeah, yeah, yeah. um I think that the gun would be pulled out at that point Hector comes by to get some big parts from Brian at the parts store and <laughs> that's how you could tell that I'm also not a car person uh you had the at car the parts store, store. Um, and Brian finds himself uh, that night searching Hector's garage only to get caught by Dom and Vince. Now I'm a little confused at this point, how Dom and Vince are at Hector's garage. How does this happen? Are they
1: all just hanging out? Well, no, I think Vince was following Brian mm-hmm. because he, he uh, okay, him. great. great. Yeah. yeah. He's been a little suspicious about him. So, right. Okay. Gotcha. But then yeah. Brian,
0: Does either uh, the worst acting job or the worst lying job on the planet by saying, I'm not a cop. No, I'm not.
2: (laughs) And so they go to search.
0: (laughs) It's for race wars. It's a 10 second car. So they go (laughs) search Johnny Tran's place. They notice that their cars don't have any engines. And Brian notices a shitload of those expensive DVD players. uh, And then they have to go hide because some people are coming. Turns out it's Johnny Tran. He crashes in with his crew where they also seem to notice that their cars don't have engines and they are more upset about it. They shoved Ted the mechanic down and pour oil into his mouth to try and make him confess to selling the engines. Johnny makes Ted kiss his shoes, um, which is something like my wife won't even do. So, well, I mean, and,
1: I don't think anyone should do that. I don't think anyone oh, should kiss someone's shoes.
0: Oh, I asked nightly. <laughs> well, goes back to the anger one shit.
2: day one day also
1: this, this numbers game right <laughs> mm-hmm. 100%. yeah
2: 100 this
1: franchise ha- has some of the most in my opinion horrifying like torture sequences
2: you're thinking mm-hmm. about too fast to furious right now aren't you and
1: that and this like the motor oil being shoved in his mouth to get him to confess and then yeah in the next movie the, that might it's be essentially turn into saw yeah and like, oh man, that I'm—it's one of my biggest fears—is being. I'm working in a car shop, and someone comes in, notices there are no engines in the cars, and starts putting motor oil down my throat. It's one of my top five fears.
0: It's—it's <laughs> it's one of the main reasons why you haven't gotten a job at an auto body yeah, shop. I've considered
1: it. I've considered it. <laughs>
0: So now Brian's superiors are really mad, especially weird naked dude from Silence of the Lambs. And Brian asks for a few more days to figure out how the pieces all add up. Brian goes back to Dom and they have a heart to heart about Dom's dad. And Brian learns that Dom only lives his life about ten seconds at a time, which really starts to make sense as the rest of the franchise progresses. Brian I live life
1: a quarter mile at a
2: time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all their bullshit. For those
1: 10 seconds or less, I'm free. And if that's not something that I relate to on a cellular level...
0: Looking at Dominic's crew today versus Dominic's crew in in movie one, you really do notice that he he didn't give a shit about any of them. Like, Letty was like the one... Um, but the, that store is gone. The mortgage is gone.
1: He doesn't mm-hmm. have that house. It blew up. Uh, also what a performance here by Dom <laughs> telling mm-hmm. the story of his dad dying.
2: Yeah. Do we did get to see in the future. Actor.
1: I think so too. Like the whole, yeah, I heard him screaming and then they're like, no, he died before he even hit the wall oh, or whatever. And they're like,
2: it's me screaming. That was right. me
1: screaming. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm getting right choked up now. right now.
2: Um, the, I am Groot <laughs> and the Iron Giant. Did he yeah. He just grunted in that? It mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. even a, a phrase, but he was great. Um, no, you know, the 10 second thing. I've really carried that with me um, through my life the past 21 years. And um, I have a clock on my wall that just counts down in 10 second increments <laughs> and then oh, resets. Cool. And so I just look at that all day and yeah. it just reminds me, you know, it centers me. Uh-huh. Does it yeah. count
0: up how many 10 seconds there have been in the 21 years that you've had it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, but I don't want to look at it just yet.
0: Hundreds of thousands.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brian takes Mia on a date where he shows off that Jesus smile and they go driving. They uh, they go back to the place where Brian works slash lives, I guess. I, I, we hadn't seen his house yet, but it's just a bed in the back. And while lying in bed with Mia, Brian gets a call from his boss on whether or not they should raid Johnny Tran's place or hold off to go after Dom and his crew. Brian tells him
1: to go after Tran.
2: <sighs>
1: he's getting, he's too deep. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's too, too deep. deep in more ways than one. Not a good and decision. Yeah, it, he, he's in love.
0: And then comes my favorite part of a 2001 uh, action movie the montage yes. everybody starts getting ready for race wars people are making tweaks on their cars uh, the scientist, Jesse is explaining stuff to two hot girls who do not care Dom and Letty are having that weird 2001 grab your butt make out sex and uh and John, and let's see Brian's raiding Johnny trans place right
1: yeah uh uh-huh. he's he's in the He's wearing the SWAT outfit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And-
2: It's very jarring.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, guess what? Tran purchased those thousand DVD players that are in his, uh, in his garage legally. He bought them. It was close to Christmas. He just wanted gifts for everybody. So now Johnny knows that somebody is in on this. So cop Brian jo- does his job badly again. Everybody on the squad knows that it's Dominus team, but because Brian is gorgeous, they won't bust him mm. until he says so. He's so so gorgeous in this movie. He's a good looking man.
2: The eyes really pop.
0: Yeah. And that like that blonde highlighting.
2: Yeah.
0: <sighs> I got blonde highlights around this time. I'm sure you did. Because of this movie, probably I never
1: had the guts to ask my mom to get me highlights.
0: My highlights looked like someone uh Flipped me over and held my hair straight up and then dipped me halfway down into <laughs> a bowl of bleach. I have an eighth grade picture. I'll, I'll send it to you for socials. Great. Brian tries to get Dom to tell him what he's in on. Tell me. I need to know. But Dom instead gives him directions to race wars. Let's see how you drive and then we'll find out.
1: Side note. Did, did, did he have a cold there? was Yeah, He right, that was right before <laughs> he sneezed. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll see how, how he might do. Let's see how you
1: do it, race war.
0: <clears throat> I hate how much of this 2000 style is coming back. I saw Michelle Rodriguez pull up as Letty into Race Wars. She's got those tiny little sunglasses that mm. now Olivia Rodrigo wears. Mm. And I just, I can't do it. It's I'm going to be the dad who who sticks with the fashion I had. In 2006. Um, So it'll be back soon. Uh, Anyway, Letty wins her race. Jesse, the mechanic, puts down pink slips with Johnny Tran for his gorgeous Jetta, which is normally a car for beautiful young women.
1: You know, there could be an entire other podcast episode about the way Jesse delivers every line in this movie. His vocal performance, it's so unique. Mm-hmm. He's, He's great. He's got a bow that's like this.
2: <laughs> I think it's coming off of that late 90s like Seth Green style yeah. of acting. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. What a, what a tragic character. Continue. Well, Johnny
0: beats Jesse, of course, and Jesse drives his beautiful young lady Jetta off into the distance, leaving Dom and Letty to fight Tran and his goons. Dom heads off later that night to do the big one with his crew. And Brian tells Mia that he's a cop to try and help Dom not do the job he's about to do. The cops are going to bust him. He knows it, so he explains to Mia that he's a cop. Not because it's right, not because he fell in love with Mia, not because he has a friendship with Dom, just because he knows that the cops will be there because he sent the cops there. He, he is the villain of this movie, I think.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: There's also going back to uh, race wars for just a second. Cause this, I mean this movie, the whole franchise really, but this movie is just from head to toe. There are just so many great lines. But when Johnny uh, approaches Dom and is like, why'd you have, like you told the cops that I'm the one with the, uh, the DVD players. And we get another one of his uh, anger uh, explosions. He's like, I never narked on nobody. And there's like yeah. nine guys trying to hold him back, but he's too strong. He's I wish that
0: somebody in the audience was just a nerd and was like, um, technically, sir, that you are using a double negative, which means that you have, in fact, narked on somebody. Uh, continuing in his villainy, Brian makes Mia give the cops Dom's n- phone number so that they can trace them. Dom, Letty, Vince, and a dude whose name I never learned go Leon. out on one last job. What? Leon. Okay. <laughs> the first one last job of this tin movie franchise. They go after the truck, but this time the truck driver has a big ass gun and has figured out how to shoot it while continuing to drive straight between the lines. Vince gets stuck on the truck cable. And one by one, this truck driver just wrecks this crew, like knocks out one dude's uh It's clinical. Tire. Oh yeah, he's going through one by one. He took a class for sure. Mm-hmm. He shoots Dom's tire out. He literally flips Letty's car over. It's not looking good. Vince's arm should be ripped off at this point. Uh, Dom's car should have stopped a mile ago. We're just now starting to get into the uh, into the the stuff that doesn't make sense. But here comes Jesus Christ himself, Brian and his mother, Mary, Mia driving the car. They barely make it out alive. The truck driver just fucking continues his route with like a broken uh, <laughs> a broken windshield, like gets to the next truck stop and is like, I'll just patch this up and continue on. Uh, Brian admits that he's a cop to Dom by calling in a hella back for Vince,
1: leaving him to, you would think, never be trusted again. I, there's so much to unpack with all of what just happened. Like that, the chase scene there, remarkable remarkably paced remarkably shot like i I don't know this for a fact but it seems like all of that is practical oh yeah it seems like they're they're jumping on the cars and they do kind of do a little bit of face hiding so maybe it wasn't actually paul walker but
0: but it's definitely a stunt dude on on the track for sure yeah
1: Yeah. also um (laughs) what's up
2: (laughs) Do you remember? Um, it was a few years ago now, I believe, definitely pre-COVID. Um, there was a woman who was claiming to be one of the stunt drivers for Fast and Furious, and she, like, got into a lot of the premieres and stuff, saying that she was the, like, main stunt driver for the movie franchise. And um, the story that she would tell was about how she was driving these cars, you know, 150 miles an hour, and which was the giveaway because – when you're stunt driving, you're not going above like what, 20 miles an hour, 15 oh miles an hour, or something. And so, um, anyway, she eventually got busted, and I don't know that she ever apologized or anything. But what a weird, <laughs> a weird thing to do to infiltrate the Fast and Furious red carpet, sure. claiming to be the stunt driver. Well, I mean, even
0: weirder, going onto to a podcast years later to admit okay. it. <laughs> Yeah, good
1: catch there. Oh, yeah. this. Uh-huh, yeah, this that oh, was this good, yeah. Some weirdo. Some weirdo uh-huh. lady. Also, it doesn't the audio only doesn't work. So I didn't pull the, the clip. But Brian calling in. In front of Dom and just Dom's just reaction, seeing that.
0: Another great acting moment. for Truly. For ben, yeah,
1: I this this time, this movie, I was blown away by some of the acting choices in, in this film.
2: It's a it's a it's a type of trolley problem when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Do you Mm -hmm. you let this person potentially die and protect yourself or do you? Yes. Own up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what my it's chosen for sure.
1: Sacrifice is never easy.
0: And Vince could go for all I care. He doesn't need to show back up. Brian uh, somehow goes back to Dom to talk. He, he goes back to his house to talk or, or arrest him, maybe. I, I'm not sure what they're doing there, but they just pull guns on each other. Uh, maybe he's there just to have sex with Mia. Did he just pull yeah, up? Maybe. Uh, Jesse, the scientist, comes back with his dad's girlfriend's Jetta just in time for Johnny Tran to do a drive by, leaving um, Jesse dead in the street.
1: Ugh. And what a, like, Again, doesn't work for audio, but when they're talking, they're yelling at each other. Like, Put the gun down! And Jesse comes out. I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, and then That's like Trend, Christopher
0: walking too.
1: <laughs> Johnny Tran and Lance, his cousin, turn the corner, and we get this amazing like it's both slow mo and like fast mo mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Dom hears the he hears the wheels, he knows it's like mm-hmm. turns them, and then we see Brian turn mm-hmm. and everything starts it just it all oh, what a job. Whoever edits And the
0: look film, that they give each other when they see when they realize like we're we're on each other's team now. This is yeah more yeah. than whatever's happening. Yeah, and then we That's get cool. the
1: the the classic so the drive by is happening with like Uzis, and Dom is bear crawling across the yard, not being touched at all by the bullets, right? But, Oh God!
0: What a moment! Our first glimpse into superherodom. This is—it is kind of cool to see. Like, uh, if that was the plan, which it wasn't, it would be very cool to have a ten, a ten movie franchise showing these people just progressively realizing that mm-hmm. they can do bigger and bigger things and not mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked Fast Nine where they talked about it a little bit.
1: Uh, Dom and Brian go after Tran individually, but like together. And he's got it. Like and this is another moment of like raising the stakes. His car is busted, so what does he have to do? He has to break out his dad's car that he's been too scared to drive his whole that's life. Right. But he has American
0: to- Muscle. Mm-hmm.
2: American. God, yeah.
0: And Tran and his cousin are almost on Brian's tail when Dom shows up. He just gets one by stopping in front of him. That that's
1: awesome. I love in a in a chase scene. I love when. Just out of nowhere, the other character just shows up to save the day. Yep. Or I, I also
0: love when uh, a biker gets just slammed by like an open door, uh, a door opening or a mm-hmm. car coming in front of him. Yeah. Uh, Brian chases and ultimately shoots down Johnny Tran, one of the better villains in the Fast and Furious franchise, by the way. I mean, we're going to And then he sees Dom's car and then he chases Dom. Nope. They pull up to a red light. Dom says he's going to go for the quarter mile to the train tracks. They rev up and they race again. This time with the train a coming. Dom's NOS energy drink doesn't hit the way he wants it to. So he can't seem to go fast and he goes for it anyway. They both just make it really. Dom just makes it. Brian's
2: a full car right way.
0: Yeah, he could have made it another full full car length uh, they make it and then they smile a little romantic smile just before dom like very aggressively slams into an 18 wheeler pulling out on a side street once again proving that 10 seconds at a time is a tiny bit too small sure up that to 15 and you don't you're get hit is by better? the truck 15 the, I live my life about a third of a mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that extra between a quarter and a third gives me that that room to kind of mm-hmm.
2: be safe.
0: That's right. I take a five-hour energy, <laughs> and then I'm able to do maybe even a half a mile. No crash. Brian gives Dom his car, and they're even. I mean, he owed him a 10-second car. That And that, that's it. And respect, I guess. If you gave me a car, I could forgive a lot, Patrick. Sure. I mean, especially these cars. They cost like
1: $50,000 probably. Patrick, give them a car. All right. Do you have one that you could give me? Uh, my dad might. They, <laughs> seem to, they seem to buy cars all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're all <laughs> mid sedans.
1: They're all mid-sized
0: sedans cool with, with like
1: 300,000 miles on them, but they look <laughs>
2: great.
0: I live my life a quarter mile at a time, but in a mid sedan, that takes about 25 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dom drives away and Brian gets uh, a little 10 seconds of looking cool walking in slow motion before Ja Rule takes the movie back with the credits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but friend, wait this was the Fast and Furious What? But wait there's a post
1: credit scene is there? yes have you never seen the post credit scene of this movie Jeremiah? did I just miss it when I watched it this past time? maybe uh, I mean, it's not much. It's Dom. He has a, a new car, completely different car. He's driving through the desert, and we get his. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. In those ten seconds, nothing else matters. We get that speech. I I, th- I think it's just telling us that he's gonna be okay. He's mm. survived this. He's gonna live to drive to race another day. Mm-hmm.
2: And Tokyo.
0: start paying attention to these post-credit scenes.
1: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: sure. And that's the movie, folks. That's it. What a ride it was. So Kiki had the the brilliant idea to rank the cars. You know, if we continue this franchise, if we keep doing more Fast and Furious movies, I think we should rank the cars. I think we should rank the villains. I think we should rank all of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. There's a lot to rank.
1: Yeah. But you can't really rank the villain or the movie now because there's only the one. But what we can do is rank the cars. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So she's put together this list of the cars from the movie, the most, you know, the most iconic cars in the movie. We have the 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse. This is the green car that Brian Spillner drives. Sure, sure. No, Brian O'Connor, mm-hmm. Brian Spillner. We have the 1994 Toyota Supra, the orange car that Brian O'Connor drives at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. We have the 1997 Nissan 240SX, which is Letty's purple car. We have the 1993 Mazda RX-7. That's the car that Dom races with at the beginning of the movie. What do you
2: keep?
0: Do you keep saying Dom?
1: Dom. <laughs> Damn. Um, Donnie. Damn. Uh, Donnie though, I have some trivia about the name Donnie. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, 1995 Volkswagen Jetta who Jeremiah had a lot of sexist yeah. comments about throughout. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. driven by Jesse. Uh, we have the 1970 Dodge Charger American muscle. <laughs> and then we have just a bunch of random Honda Civics that everyone drives at some point. So
0: Every Volkswagen Jetta that I know is driven by uh, a
1: lovely young woman. <laughs> oh, he, he's walking it back already. Uh-huh. Now they're lovely. Now they're young.
2: And they're all people that he knows. Yeah,
1: You right. Piece of shit. Um, does anyone want to I start us don't. off with what the number one is, and we can just kind of go down the line and rank them?
2: Wait, we're agreeing. We're, we're. Is this going to be a consensus? I think. It, I think it should be
1: consensus. Unless I mean, mm-hmm. do we want to have our own rankings? Each. Each. Uh, no, that's not week? I like I like consensus. That's yeah, great. I think
2: consensus is good, okay. and I, it just it's going to be tough because I think, you know, I think there would there's a big push and a big argument that could be made for the Dodge Charger being that's high on the, the list. It's got to be number one. You know, the father and all of that. Um, it's number two. So it's also a little America. bit obvious, though. It is you know? a little bit obvious. So maybe it's a two for me mm. because I don't want it to just. You know, like how um, Thriller is always the number one song of all time, or whatever in any kind of ranking. I don't want to always been a monster match girl. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean, do I'm gonna throw out? I think the Toyota Supra is number
2: one. Well, that's mine. My pick. Okay. um, Well, that's
1: it. That's number one then. Because it, there, it's that. I think the reason that the Supra and the Charger are numbers one and two for me is because there's more to them than the car, right? Mm -hmm. With the Supra. It's the beginning of Brian trying to mend his relationship with Dom because mm-hmm. he gives him the car because he owes him the second car. With the Dodge Charger, there's all the, the poetry about Dom being mm-hmm. too afraid to drive it. But when push comes to shove, everyone's life is on the line. He's got to drive
2: it. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two cars carry the story forward. Yeah. yeah. You know.
1: And how many other cars do a wheelie in this franchise mm. other than, than the 1970 Dodge Charger?
0: It felt like a, It felt like a slowdown. Didn't feel like it was gonna. It made him faster.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think so.
0: Hot take. So those are. I'm I think down the, for the. Yeah, that sounds like a good one and two for me. Yeah. As
1: long as the Jetta is number three. I think that I, I would also say the Jetta should be three. Okay,
2: I'm I'm interested in this. And the reason it,
1: it kind of goes back to my my point about the previous two, in that it there is more to the car than I the see. car. It right. has Jesse's connection with his father. Mm-hmm. The whole reason he races Johnny is because he wants to get Johnny's car so that him and his dad have a car to drive together when his dad gets out of prison.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and
1: losing the rate. like you know what I mean. Like there's, there's, there is story behind the car.
2: I'm also, all the,
0: all the ladies listening to this podcast need this one to be number three because Here he goes it's again. their car.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, they'll feel again. that we are seeing okay. them.
1: However, yeah, this is when I start right. to I start see to you. get yeah. I start to get lost in the weeds on what should be four through what seven one two three four five six seven. See, I'm I,
0: if I'm going in in order for me, because uh, I, I agree I think the I think the Supra is great. I'm a I would have gone for the Charger first, but I'm fine with that being second. I think Jetta's three to me the the purple 240SX comes in right after that. I mean, purple Letty. is my favorite color.
2: It's just a good look. It's a good. Yeah. yeah. Letty's,
0: she looks great driving it. She's killing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then we probably have, I would think we probably have the RX seven because that's the one car that didn't explode. Right. And then the Mitsubishi mm-hmm. eclipse comes in last. Cause that's the one that the NAS couldn't handle mm-hmm.
1: or he didn't. Yeah. I mean, put it, it, in correctly. it is, it is the first car we see in the franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With him practicing at Dodger stadium. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, no, I, I think it. I think it's a little low on the list because yeah, he, he it, it couldn't handle it. Um, so yeah, so we have the Supra, the Charger, the Jetta, the 240SX,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then the Mazda RX-7, and then the Mitsubishi Eclipse, and then because yeah, like the various Honda Civics. That's just an honor- honorable mention. An honorable mention. Yeah, I don't know that it necessarily is is rankable.
0: Honestly, if you told me that we were putting uh, all of the all of Johnny Tran's cruise motorcycles in, I'd put mm. him above Ledes. Uh,
1: sure, I, I mean, because I mean Johnny that. Tran's. I don't know what kind of car he drives, but it's also a pretty slick car. Got some dragons yeah. on the side. Looks good. Mm. Now I like well, we'll, this list. This is yeah. a good one for now. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right. And then if we have the pleasure of doing too fast, too furious, when? When, when we when, have I mean I did win mm-hmm. Trasher Pass and that's my choice. Uh, that's when we'll do we'll we'll start ranking movies. We'll start ranking villains. Mm-hmm. Just know that if we keep ranking that- cars, it might going to be a long list.
0: <laughs> oh, I like it though. We just know that um that I did win that Trasher Pass episode, and I'm I I'm going to let you do Two Fast Too Furious.
1: Keep telling yourself. Oh that.
2: oh. All right,
1: so we've ranked the cars. For the folks at home, just to recap, Supra, Charger, Jetta, Nissan 240SX, Mazda RX-7, Mitsubishi Eclipse is the official ranking of the Fast and the Furious cars. Well, let's do final thoughts.
0: <sighs> Jeremiah. I love this movie. It's so good. It's the. Uh, I think the problem with it in the capacity of, of this podcast is that there's so much... Um, that like I have grown with, you know what I mean? So uh, I know what happens. I know the the Paul Walker story and saga. I know how much family has been important. I know how much The Rock and Jason Statham uh, and all the beef, right? So um, I think for me, it 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 was better, honestly, when when I rewatched it than I remember it being the past few times I've watched it. Yeah, I think I came in with higher expectations the last few times, and this time I came in under the guise of trash cinema, and I had a really good time.
2: Mm.
1: Kiki, any final thoughts?
2: I don't know movie? how you give a final thought to something that um, is it's still alive. Yeah, and and it um, it continues. You know, it's not in my past; it's in my yeah. present. You're it right. will be in my future. Um, how do I give a final thought to that? I can't, I, do I, you know, speaking specifically about this movie, which of course is why we're here. Um, you know, it radically changed the course of my life. I don't, I don't think that's, um, an exaggeration, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I have made profound friendships based on a common love of this, this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, it's essentially my identity at this point. Yeah. Um, And anyone who knows me knows that between this and Point Break, like those two things right there is just, it's, that's me. Um, And so, so yeah, uh, this is what started it all. And I will say that, yes, I love this movie when it came out. I still love this movie. Um, But it was the Too Fast, Too Furious is what really put me on the road to being an obsessive, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and of course, like if this if it does happen where you cover this and we and I'm back and we talk about it again, we can go into it in more detail. But I know that that is widely considered one of the worst movies in the franchise, um, and I just I completely disagree. Um, but again, we shouldn't be talking about. That well, now. we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna,
0: I was about to go put the kid down while you <laughs> while you went on a too fast, too furious. I can um, come back. No,
1: I, I
2: just yeah. It's um. I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah. No. I mean, what that's I've already beautiful. said.
1: That's no. The, the 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 thoughts were beautiful, and there's going to be more of the thoughts uh, in future episodes. I, Jeremiah, you said something that really resonates with me here, which is. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I have historically had it low in my ranking. not that I, I I mean all of them are somewhere from great to masterpieces. But if I go through a list in my brain, usually this is in the bottom half. Mm-hmm. but something about this specific viewing. I don't know if it was the lens of the podcast, I don't know what it was, but I Rose came home toward the end of me watching this movie and it ends and I turn to Rose and I say, Rose. I'm not joking when I say this movie is fucking incredible. Like it's people, good. Man. People really kind of sleep on how good this movie is. Like yeah. it, there is some actual good acting in this movie. It's like the, and I, part of it, I think maybe the reason why I came, I, my opinion has, has raised so much is because for some stupid reason, this is the first time that I realized that this movie is point break. I don't know why it took 21 years for me to connect those two things. Another huge part of my personality because of Kiki is 21
2: years. Hold on. Had you even seen Point Break 21 years ago? I think you can give yourself um, a little bit of grace here by sure. not let's connecting say, that for
1: 21 years. Let's say 16 years.
2: Okay.
1: Because I feel like I definitely saw Point Break at the very latest before 10th grade because in the 10th grade, we made a spoof of the movie for a literary uh, uh,
2: video right. project.
1: So at the very least, I saw it before then. Okay,
2: but, okay, okay.
1: Um, yeah, I, you know, Fast and Furious gets shit on a lot. It's been memed to this point where like the whole family thing, like the family meme came around. I feel like F7, F8. Yeah. And now like everyone's like, oh, it's just about family, but there's more to this movie than family. And, uh, I think people need to know that. So is
2: this, is this episode going to be sponsored by Corona by any chance?
1: It should. And I think it,
0: I, oh, you know what? It's Bud Light. We got, it's Bud Light. Damn, Damn it. Well, but it just, you know what? Bud Light it, is man. delicious. And everybody who drinks it is cool. And we support you, Bud Light. Unbelievable.
1: I no, do want right. to quickly, go ahead, Kevin.
2: No, 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 no. I'm just going to get myself angry.
1: Sure. I do, first of all, fuck Bud Light. Second of all, <laughs> I did want to quickly say, and then we can we can end the show. Um, earlier, when you said, when you were asking me, am I saying Don? There was a piece of trivia that I forgot to mention that I want to quickly. And then we, let's wrap it up. And Jeremiah, I see what you're doing, and I agree. <laughs> um, Donnie Brasco. Have we all seen Donnie Brasco? Do we know the film oh, Donnie God. Brasco? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So Paul Walker was such a fan of the film Donnie Brasco, which is also about an undercover cop, that that's why he agreed to do this movie, because he wanted The Fast and the Furious to be his Donnie Brasco. Mm. Success. Which is profound, if, if you ask me.
2: hmm And who has the better legacy? Paul Walker or Johnny Depp?
1: I mean, we know the answer to that. We know the answer to that. So I think it's clear that we've all unequivocally saved this movie. There's no, we can't even. Yeah, we, can we take just into say it on three like one, two, three? Yeah. Save, save, yeah. So that's it.
0: That's the show. That's incredible. If you've enjoyed this show, please rate, review, and share the hell out of it with your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Word of mouth is key, and we are not beggars. Also, Justice for Keith. Keith. Yeah, Justice for Keith. We're happy Mm -hmm. to have you here. This is a safe place for you, Keith. And um, fuck, Cayman. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games podcast, where I will hopefully be on at some point to discuss uh, games like the original Super Smash Brothers or golden on nintendo 64 yeah,
1: our big n64 blowout episode you can be on i know mm-hmm. that you guys
0: that's a big uh portion of your listeners mm-hmm. uh, we also have a youtube channel so don't be a heathen watch us banter about video games there as well we are streaming live on twitch every tuesday at 8 p.m and by we i mean patrick and cayman i don't know what twitch
1: is so come I check it I- out There it is. We might might be streaming the Fast and Furious Highway
2: Heist
1: on Twitch soon.
2: That's the the board game.
1: That's the board game. game. I
2: have had that, and no one will play it with me. I
1: would love to play with you. Why don't we play it on Twitch.tv slash Spotlight GameSpot together?
2: How do you do that? Uh,
1: I would have to to find an overhead camera, but we'll figure it out. Okay. In the meantime, (laughs) you can follow me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at jeremiah b Hobbs on instagram and twitter uh for really nothing i don't post anything except
1: baby pictures there um patrick tell us tell us where you can find them uh, you can follow me on twitter at patrick schwag i think you might have already said this but you can follow spotlight games at spot games pod on twitter uh for all the news about video games that we talk about every week
0: there it is and kiki tell us where they can find you no it's underground right mm-hmm. can they find you underground
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, the game is can around.
1: you find Kiki on where in the world?
2: I mean is Kiki. Oh, that was fun. Bunch Kiki San Diego.
0: <laughs> Follow our sister podcast because Patrick jumped the gun at oh, okay, Spot okay. Games Pod on Twitter and Spotlight Games Podcast on Instagram. Remember, fight big box office, save trash cinema.
2: Tuna on white, no crust, right?
1: I don't know, how is it?
2: Every day for the last three weeks, you've been coming in here and you've been asking me how the tuna is now. It was crappy yesterday, it was crappy the day before, and guess what, hasn't changed.
1: I'll have the tuna. No crust? No crust.